welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad he is with us. Mark is venturing to make his way into the studio. He should be joining us here any minute. Let's tell everybody what we've got coming up on the program. Of course, it is Monday, so what better day to have overreaction Monday than on the day in which virtually everyone in the audience watched the football game. Football leads itself to the most overreacted to sport, and I think nothing better than Super Bowl, the Monday after the Super Bowl, for an overreaction Monday. Jason Munz is going to join us here and about, we'll say 2.40. Tigers win yesterday, 11 a.m. at home against Temple. DeAndre Williams continues his outstanding play the past month or so. We'll discuss that with Munz. 3 o'clock, we'll get into the list. That's when we'll focus primarily on the Grizzlies during the second hour. We'll tell your story, and then we will get out of here. Mark has sprinted in from sick kid duty. All right, Mark. So it's over, it's overreaction Monday. Can I can I give can I give one right off the bat? I don't know. Can you? So I was thinking about this yesterday because I was at a Super Bowl party last mm-hmm. night, and I I I was saving this for on air because I want I didn't mention mm. this to you before the show because I want to hash it out on air. All right. So I'm at a Super Bowl party. There's probably 20 people there, including kids. Okay. okay. At this Super Bowl party. So basically, like five families. Yes, okay. something like that. All right. Um, and my question is, what is the percentage of people at a Super Bowl party that are actually invested in watching the football that is, like, acceptable, if you will? Because, for instance, out of the 20 people at this Super Bowl party I was at, there was, like, three of us who were actually, you know, invested in the football. And very clearly, if you're, like, for instance, if you're trying to, like, hear the sound or things like that, in a you know when there's 20 people in a at so, a Super Bowl party, so letting everybody know that this was Burkhart and Olson's probably first and only Super Bowl didn't didn't really bring everyone. Well, to be like, like it was the type of party where up. when the volume went on was like it during the commercials. Down. Well, no, it was during the commercials is when people like actually paid attention to the TV. It wasn't during the football game. It was like oh Ben Stiller oh oh he's on a Pepsi commercial oh he's Alicia really Silverstone's in. doing Clueless again. But it was not, it was not, oh my God, what a catch by AJ. It was like when I was getting uh, that I was looked, that was a sick catch. I looked like the weirdo when I stood up from the couch and went, oh, like after AJ Brown caught that touchdown pass. Um but what is the proper person what what is the right per- I shouldn't say proper because there's probably a lot of people, you know, that's the joy of the Super Bowl. It brings in the casual sports fan, if you will, and sometimes not even a sports fan. You know, just Everyone watches the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It's the one thing that brings sports and non-sports fans together watching the same thing a lot of times. So, I know there's there are some people out there who don't even watch the Super Bowl at all. But like, you know, like there was there were some people at this party who were very okay, clearly okay. not even there. Like they had no interest in football whatsoever. They were just there to be at a party. Right. Let me let me back up there just a quick second here. We conceptually understand at an intellectual level, only 130 million people watch the Super Bowl. There's roughly 330 million people in the country. So that means there's 200 million people that don't watch the Super Bowl. 
I ask you this question. Do you know the, any of these people? Because this has always blown me away. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered, like, it's one thing, if you have to work, I get it. Mm-hmm. But there's not 200 million people working. <laughs> well, because the number is, you know, like, for instance, but there like, were 20 people watching one TV. Right, but, like, I think about this. Even my friends from high school and college that are not only not sports people, kind of aggressive non-sports people. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They all still watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. So when everyone does this, we know there are people that don't watch. I don't, actually. Who doesn't watch it? Uh, there's definitely. I mean, there's people who just aren't interested in football. Like, that's the... Right, but do you actually know them? That's my point. Are they part of your circle? No. That's that's all. That's my no. only point. I understand that. Yeah. So here would be my answer to you. But what is this that, is what's actually, that ratio? What's okay, the right ratio? Because no, you're not going to get 100%. No, there is no ratio. Oh, okay. Here's the problem that you had. Mm-hmm. You didn't look in the mirror. Mm. There's different types of Super Bowl parties. Oh. And you made, you made, and by, maybe this wasn't even your yeah, choice. If you, you're, you're acting Correct. as if I made a decision no, here. I, no, I, this I was, actually, uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> this was a. Uh, but there, we all know this to be true. There are certain types of Super Bowl parties. There is the social event Super Bowl party, like the one where you kind of expect there to be like a velvet rope to get in. The mm-hmm. types of parties everyone wants to go to. Mm-hmm. It's always at someone that's rich's house. They always have like the best, whether it be a projector, whatnot, mm-hmm. open bar, those kind of like there's that party. Mm-hmm. Let's be real at that party. The game is secondary. Yeah. Like you'll now the good thing about those parties now, I think, is that those people have people have gotten so or maybe it's TVs have gotten so cheap, you're probably gonna have multiple rooms with the game on. And you're going to be at those parties. Like, you're eventually going to go find the guys that gamble on the game. Like, they're going to go find their own TV. You'll have sound, but not. That's the elite party to go to. That's There's something for everyone at that party. Your wife will probably be happy. The problem at those parties is I don't sense a great uh, amount of child care. Mm. All right. Then you have what you went to, mm-hmm. which is. And by the way. It was yeah the love no it's the neighborhood it's like it was the neighborhood a great, it was a great Super Bowl part I was just happy the game was on TV I could watch the game but I was just curious obviously like I want you know I would have been it would have been you know you know to have less distractions would have been better but that's you know when you have little kids under five years old that's you know just not a reality right and then I think the third type of Super Bowl party is what I would call my house in mm. which. My wife does a great job making football food, but like the thing that matters at my house is the game. And I, I, it is known and established that if you're somebody that's serious about watching the game, you want to go to my house because that's you're not going to get a ton of distractions. The sound's going to be on. The sound will be loud. One TV will have the game. Big TV will have the game on. Separate, we put TV two. NFL Network had the stats going. So for us, it'd be like watching a live stat broadcast, like mm-hmm. on the left hand side. So you had that. Yeah. This. <laughs> then, then, then TV three, TV three. We had other people watching the game, like live streams uh, mm. of. There was a bar, Barstool Big Cat. We were watching his live stream as he had a future on the Eagles that would have won like two hundred twenty grand. So we wanted to kind of watch him die in real time. But there's, the, I think that's the you have to identify. I don't think there's a proper ratio. Because I think that's also asking too much of people. And then the other the other dilemma for me was my youngest, and he's now a little under the weather, has an ear infection, 
like, he usually goes to bed at like 7.30. And it was like, I was like, okay, this is like not actually the worst thing in the world. Like if right when halftime hits, we're 10 minutes from home, we can go home, put him to bed and, you know, maybe you miss a little bit of the Rihanna thing, but I'm, but I'm recording it so you can watch it. But the wife wanted to watch Rihanna. Like, whereas like I wanted to watch football with other people who cared about football. She wanted to watch the Rihanna performance. With other people that cared with about other Rihanna, people yes. who cared about because, like, let me tell you, if out of the twenty people, three cared about football, I think every adult at the Super Bowl party I was at cared about Rihanna. Yeah, so much higher, much higher Rihanna care factor than football care factor at my Super Bowl party. So let's get into some of the overreactions because I guess we'll just start there. Mm-hmm. Last night was the classic. God, the internet sucks. Like, I'm sorry, people. If you can't look at a woman who's on national television, worldwide television, that's clearly, like, pointing at her her baby bump, and you sit there and you go, if you have the audacity, the audacity, the audacity to ask, is she pregnant? That's not a crime. That's not some type. Oh, God, the internet was going. Because she hadn't confirmed it. Yeah. And then when her rep confirmed it, watching that, watching those mental gymnastics, was just delicious. Well, I, and I also, I what I thought was like I thought it was a fine performance. It was a it was a reflection of just how many hits that woman has in a short, real relative. Like she hasn't done an album in seven years, and like every song Did in that, there that blew me away. Yeah, she hasn't done an album in seven years. Has she done like I she's know, done like singles here? And like there. she does. She's like my brother and I were talking about this. Like we feel like she's big on featuring Rihanna. Like, there's been a lot of singles where it's like... Well, I know, is that performance, you go, wow, she's got a lot of hits. Now, but, like, everyone was like, oh, this is the great... Like, you know, the yeah, overreaction, that's, that's, the greatest that's Super the Bowl performance. That's my point. And it was like, like, look, she lip-synced the whole thing. All right? Like, you can't be... good. Like, it was a good It was a yeah. good show, but you cannot be greatest halftime show ever if you lip-sync the whole thing. So, the thing that I appreciated about it, I am so sick of this, we have to get 87 different people in there for... 22 seconds. When I think that was a, that, that also was a, it also kind of showed what type of star she is. She didn't need it. She didn't need it. Correct. But I think there's been lots of other people that don't really need it. And then they, it just becomes too much of a, like my deal is we heard Rihanna. She played the hits moving on. I'm like you. It was a good show. It was good. It was, she put on a good show. Like that. Was it the greatest ever? No. Would it, like, if my wife was like, I want to go see a Rihanna show, would I go, all right, I'll go with you? I, I would after I, watching that halftime show. I'm going to go on a limb and guess she's not going back on tour for a little bit. Not for a little bit, probably. Yeah. You know, if she probably, and I thought the Chris Stapleton anthem, again, it was really good. People were immediately, like, greatest anthem ever. And it's like, well, like, it was great. It was really good. I mean, it was really it's up there. It's really good. But it's still not Whitney Houston. Yeah, let's let's hold off a bit before we go. Let's let's let let let's, let's digest it now, a little bit. Were you in my camp? Those were fake tears from Sirianni. Oh, you think they were fake? I don't care if they were. I'm in my <laughs> head they were. I hate him. He's the worst. I cannot wait for his fall. He's he's such like a corny character that I can't stand him. He's like the least authentic coach that I can think of. Well, in general, the game went, you know, I was pretty happy. One, like the Dak Prescott getting booed thing was both like hilarious, hilarious and, and also like that's why that's why Philly no, fans Philly are great season. and awful. And I actually tip my cap. Dak Prescott proves my point about Dak. 
Yeah. I love everything. Great human being. I love everything about Dak except the way he plays the position. Even how he took in Correct. the booze. That's was what I'm great. saying. It was like, well done. He like had a smile. Yeah. And then you compare that with LaFraud James, yeah. who's getting booed, and then he puts a crown on himself. <laughs> Those videos were great. Um, oh, man. But no, for me as an anti, I was like, I viewed myself last night not as a Chiefs fan, but an anti Eagles fan. But don't if that you make think sense? That, don't you, I feel like I felt like that was the theme. Of the entire Super Bowl, you were not really rooting for a team; you were rooting against a team. I felt like yeah. everyone either kinda, you were anti Chiefs yes. or anti, unless an, you were a Chiefs fan correct. or an Eagles fan. It, it, honestly, it seemed to kind of go down. Whatever your team, or if you're an AFC team, mm-hmm. you seem to hate the Chiefs, and I, I get it. There's there's plenty to hate about the Chiefs, and if you're an NFC guy, you seem to be like screw the Eagles. <laughs> Like <laughs> I was, I was definitely in the screw the Eagles. We had, I actually would have preferred them getting blown out. Uh, that, that would have, that would I, I don't know. This that. was pretty great too. No, because it was nice were, to have a great game. It was well, a great game. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not someone. If if the team that I want to get blown out, for instance, I enjoyed TCU getting blown out mm. because as bad as the college football season had been, I have not nailed a game like I nailed that one. Mm. When you literally look for every single way to bet TCU getting blown out, like I can enjoy that. Is there anything better than just after Philly loses, just die, Eagles die? Like, they were flipping the cars beforehand. The thing that was so bizarre to me, for a city that has successful sports teams, but it's not like... Not overwhelmingly correct. successful. They've had successful sports like teams. Like, they've won an NBA title, but it was a long time correct. ago. The Eagles have been pretty good lately. But but they they went through a long stretch where they couldn't you know they couldn't win it they couldn't even get to the Super Bowl and I would argue it's the type of city where it's not like these Phillies recently they've had better Phillies won a World Series recently but my argument would be it's it's a city that has like runs like highs Mm -hmm. like they put runs together but it's not like sustained consistent success Mm -hmm. like it feels like they're either you know sixty win Phillies or playing for playing for the World Series and if you go but if you go there. It's much like oh. every city. Eagle. It's like Eagles are like in another stratosphere Correct. in terms of the intensity of the fandom, both positive and negative. Like right. it is, it is totally but, different than the Sixers or the Flyers or the Phillies. It was so bizarre to me though to see, like Philly honestly thought the game was just going to be a coronation. Like they thought they'd already kind of won the Super Bowl. Like that you, was you think that? Yeah. Dude, they were flipping cars before the game. Oh, oh, you're talking about the city. Yeah. I thought you meant the Eagles. Yeah, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. no. Oh, okay. oh, no. The actual players. No, because I, I got one of the mo- more underrated things that we got to talk about that I feel like has gotten completely overlooked. But, I mean, they were doing the car thing beforehand. Like, I get they have to pre-grease the poles. There's only so many people that can grease those poles. Like, I get it. That has to be done in <laughs> advance. I'm not pointing the finger on that. But they were like celebrating the whole weekend like that this was just a formality like honestly the comparison well, that's crazy i know that's that's like, crazy especially when patrick mahomes is on the other side yeah like but it, it's like in the tour de france it's already decided when they're coming down the champs Elysees. like they've already they know who wins at that mm-hmm. point that's what it felt like philly fans were treating this like that they just thought this was over and then I mean, if you're a Philly fan and you're watching the pregame show and every single person on the pregame show, literally every single one picks you, don't as a fan, you have to go, wait a minute, this, like, I don't know, that that would have rocked my confidence if I were a Philly fan. Yeah. 
Well, it le- I mean, honestly, though, they, I mean, if you, I know everyone's focused on the call at the end, and it was, I would have preferred, even though I, th- I don't think the wrong call was made, I just would have preferred they swallowed the whistle there. No, that's kind of how I no, look at let's it. Let's let everybody say what they mean. It's not that they prefer that you swallow the whistle. Nobody just wanted to see the game end on a 32-yarder. Yes. You want? I wanted to see Philly get the ball Correct. back and see if Jalen Hurts could drive but him no, down the field. This is what's in. This is what's driving me insane, and this is my overreaction. I hate it when you realize this is people's first NFL game to watch of the year, and it's the playoffs because <laughs> it happens every single year. We have this massive overreaction, and everyone just and it's where I sit there and I go, if you had been watching since week one, you know that defensive holding is the bane of every NFL fan's existence. Mm. But that was a hold, Mark. He was going to get beat, and he held him. And he admitted it after. Correct. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, he got beat. It's almost better. The mistake, I guess, was it Valdez Scandling? I've I've watched the play like three times. The receiver? Or was it Sky Moore? No, it was, uh, wasn't it, wasn't it, it wasn't Juju? Or is it? Uh, I thought I thought it might have been. I forget it now. <laughs> I mean, I've legitimately like that is like the classic of. I'll tell you in a sec. I think it was either MVS or it was Juju. Juju. Okay, so it was Juju. Juju. Juju, Juju should have fell down. Mm. Then, because then the, uh, everyone would have been correct, like penalty. Correct. He should have just flopped. Well, if he doesn't get held, does he catch that ball? So. This is what gets. This is the other thing that's driving me insane. Everyone's doing the that throw wasn't catchable. That throw wasn't catchable. Yeah, he got tugged on the jersey. Well, not only that, Mahomes sees it and then he realizes, like, I don't. You can't risk. My deal is, you can't risk if he threw it to where he was going to throw it. You're possibly throwing an interception, so he's essentially throwing it away. Also, I, here's my overreaction. By the way. That stadium needs to go to turf. Well, this is no more grass. Like, I watched Michigan and TCU flop all over the ground in the Fiesta Bowl this year on yep. that field. And then I watched Philly and Kansas City in the Super Bowl oh, if you're, flop all over on that grass. If you're a college football fan, there that this was like the one time you got to be really smug to NFL people because they were going off on the field, and you're like, where have you been? We've been complaining like, about Stop the- having big events on that field until they replace it with field turf. That you cannot very clear. They're trying to like thread the needle because they have the covered stadium with the slight, you know, a retractable roof, but it's not a full retractable roof. And it's very clear that natural grass doesn't grow well on that thing. So this was what was even better. This was, this was a project. They like this, Mark. This was like double secret. Turf, yeah, they like brought in new growing. turf, and it was the same crap as no, the Fiesta Bowl. Not only that, it was turf that was built. For the Super Bowl, like it was supposed to be a, like they they got grass like golf grass growers, like the USGA was involved, the United States Golf Association was involved, and this was like what happened. But that was to me the bigger thing is everyone missed the point. The bigger if you're talking about the bigger embarrassment, it wasn't the no call or the call, it was the field. Mm-hmm. Guys were slipping everywhere. Like I feel like half the touchdown celebrations were completely were completely altered by guys slipping after they'd scored. Like, Kelsey slipped. I think Sky Moore slipped. AJ, I think, slipped. Like, that was, to me, like, that was the big problem. The field was a bigger issue than the officiating. Yeah. 
And then, well, and that's the reality is I don't feel bad for Philly fans complaining about the call because. Well, we don't feel bad for Philly fans. Yeah, well, that, but also, you know, the the fumble by Jalen Hurts was completely unforced, the scoop and score. But, Mark, he showed tremendous leadership on the sideline by taking credit for that. <laughs> and That then, was like, when they started doing the sideline report about what a leader he was, yeah. like, it was like, no, 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 no doubt it was your fault. Yes. <laughs> it was a great snap. It's, it was a perfectly fine it's, snap. It's like when a, when a receiver drops a pass and, like, not My even bad. like, like, yeah, it's like, it's on me. yeah, no doubt. No, no. <laughs> it hit you between the eights. And then, and then you gave up the longest punt return in Super Bowl history at, like, the literally the worst moment of the game. The Giants did their part last night. Tony. Oh, yeah. Traded to Kansas City. Oh, yeah. And. Bradbury. Well, and and then in that second half, I mean, they ran, like in that red zone, they ran the same damn play multiple no, times. No, 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 Mark, they ran it one time to the right side of the yeah. field, <laughs> and then they ran it to the left. Yeah. And then my favorite is, yes, it was a well-designed play. But can we also acknowledge, if you're in man coverage, you cannot. Like, you simply cannot sit there and go, if he goes in motion, I'm going to abandon the entire mm-hmm. quarter of the field. Yeah. Like, no doubt. They were so open that you assumed it had to be an illegal pick. Like, the first time I was like, there's no way that play was legal. And then you see it, you're like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, they just got wow, totally uh, bamboozled. Yes. Um, the other part I liked, I, I liked Andy Reid doing some work trying to get this thing, keep this thing together for next year. Did you notice how many times he credited Eric Bieniemy? For their second half game plan, he did because Bienemy. I mean, you know how many times I credited him? How many? Zero. <laughs> the Commanders mm. uh, are lining up an interview with him. Like very clearly, Bienemy. There's something off there between him and Reed, or it could just simply be like Bienemy has realized no one is going to give me credit for anything as long as I'm with Andy Reed, and I got and go, Mahomes and Mahomes, and I got to yeah. go. Um, so I appreciated that from Andy Reed, and I also appreciate Mahomes. When thrown a little softball about whether this is a dynasty, sticking to the, like, my at least my definition of a dynasty, need three. You need three to call yourself a dynasty. And he did not take the bait. And he said, we still got more, you know, like, not yet, basically. You know, And I think if they win one more, then you go dynasty. That's three and five, right? If they win one more? Yes, three and five. And then it would that, be, it would be three and five, and then on top of that, he would have, at least made the AFC title game every year. Yeah. I mean, very clearly, th- he is the best player in football right now. This is his league now. Very clear. Like, Brady's retired. He's He put down basically the – he's now, what, taken out the two best uh, – he took out Burrow and the, 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 the one player in the NFL who's kind of had his number. He took him out in the AFC championship yep. game. He won another Super Bowl. He did something this year. No one's, I don't think anyone's done it in the same year where he led the league in passing, won MVP, and won Super Bowl. No MVP. one's ever led the league in passing and won the Super Bowl until yet last night. Yeah. Um, and so it's very clearly he is like, it, I think most people thought of him as the guy, but this is like we are in the Mahomes era, if you will, now, very clearly. I think that's, I think that's more than fair. I think the thing that you realized with him last night, like, give Cincinnati. Or and he knows how to tell a story. Well, that limp, that limp, uh, that was like that, that elevated that performance ten times because he just limped for about thirty seconds and looked in pain on the sideline for another thirty seconds. That literally elevated the like people are going to talk about it in different in a different breath 
because of that, like, whatever two-minute sequence where it looked like his ankle was really hurt. I will say, though, that was the classic long halftime. I think that Tordal shot. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, like, if you want to talk about who was the unsung hero for the Chiefs, Whoever the Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> well, or just Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. Because I also think. Yeah, they had plenty of time to get that sucker kicked in. Well, and I also think it killed Philly's momentum. Mm. Yeah. Because you will not. Like, while I, I can acknowledge numbers and analytics and whatnot, you will never convince me that when you get these people like, momentum's not real. Well, and, I'm like, you've never played sports. And the reality is that it was one team with a bunch of guys who who had played in three Super Bowls at that point on the Chiefs. And a team in the Eagles, yes, there were some guys left over from five years ago, but not many. And not any of the, like, key players on that on that offense in particular. Yeah, definitely on the offense. Like, Fletcher Cox was obviously a, a big part. And Kelsey was there in the past, too, right? And, like, you know, there's a couple. But there were, I think it was seven guys are still but on the roster from like, five years to ago. To act like the offense that they ran in 2017 resembled anything that they mm-hmm. did last night, it was yeah. – the only, the only commonality in those two offenses is that – uh, Jason Kelsey's an absolute now, like monster. Now, do you come away from that game going, okay, Hertz is one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Do you come away from that game going? So a lot I of people did. I think it's unquestioned. It's unquestionable. He played the best game I've ever seen him play. Mm-hmm. I also do not think Kansas City's got a good defense. Mm. And in the end, like Mahomes, I don't know. I I still am more convinced that they play gimmick football. But it's a really good gimmick. And the question for me is, what happens to the Eagles if they pay him big this year? Like, part of the difference of Jalen Hurts going from 9-8 and eight quarterback that looked terrible in the playoff game last year to if he doesn't get hurt, he probably wins the MVP this year. They surrounded him with elite receivers. I'm not sure. Like, think about this, Mark. As well as he played last night, I thought the ball that A.J. caught for the touchdown could have been picked. Would you agree with that? He hung it up into double coverage. It was mm-hmm. a throw. It was a, it was a— And I thought the Kansas City DB played it horribly. Correct. That's too. what I'm saying. He, but he, it was not like a great decision. It was no. a—A.J. made an unbelievable play, and he gave his guy a chance to make the play. Yeah. But after—this is the other play that I thought was massive. After Right after the fumble, they, like, ran it on first down, and I think he might have run it. And then on second down, they took a play-action shot. And he threw it right into coverage again. Should have been a pick, but the Kansas City defenders ran into themselves. Now, as the game went on, like I thought he, he was kind of a gamer. But those drives that they, like, you cannot go three and out when they went three and out and punted it right back to Kansas City. Like In the end, the difference was when Mahomes had the plays like to go get the game, mm-hmm. he made them. No, and that run, that run he had will be, that was like, to me, that was like, that's the image from this Super Bowl is Mahomes on the bum ankle running like the wind, it seemed like. It seemed like all of a sudden his ankle was fine that, that on the last drive, the 20, 30-yard run, whatever it was. Whatever new toward all is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, sa- it sounds like if you go by the the, the boarded, uh, or not, I guess it's gone through now, the Golden State Warriors uh Detroit Pistons trade with Gary Payton the second. Oh, sounds like, the, the sounds one, like they're still using tour at all. Uh, shout out to Woj last night as everybody's in the middle of an awesome Super Bowl to watch. Like, great back-and-forth game. Woj was just hammering that four-teamer. Yeah. Like, he was he stuck with it. All yeah. right, this is one of the ones that I wanted to do an overreaction to. Um, 
the Vic Fangio reports mm-hmm. were the least discussed aspect of this Super Bowl ever. If you believe the reports that came out over the weekend, the Eagles hired Vic Fangio to basically be their defensive consultant for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a defense that has been just wrecking people. Mm-hmm. One of the most dominant defenses we've seen all year. All of a sudden last night, they couldn't do a damn thing. Well, because I do think that was a, a part of the Chiefs Super Bowl that made it so impressive. It was like a culmination of, man, they made the right call. On, and it not necessarily, like everyone looked at the Tyreek Hill thing as, you know, they let Tyreek go and they're taking a risk. But it was more like they reinvested the money they were go- they would have had to spend on Tyreek Hill in some other stuff. Correct. And you saw that with the offense. I mean, the last time they were in the Super Bowl, their O line looked horrendous. And last night, they held the be- what was, in terms of sacks, the best front since the 85 Bears to nothing. Nada. And it wasn't like, it wasn't even like they didn't even really get much pressure on Mahomes, it felt like. So, Mahomes, it's also important to note Mahomes is the, the best quarterback in the NFL at turning pressures into not being sacks. But we didn't see that that much last night, it felt like. Like, there were a couple times, yeah, where it was like Mahomes evaded the rush, but it didn't feel like that. We were no, seeing that very so often. This is the question. It was more me. like Hertz was doing that a lot. Was Hertz evading the rush. So to me, the bigger question was, how much how much do you put that blame on the field? Mm, that's an interesting part because yeah. we saw. But me, the, the Chiefs were the Chiefs were playing on the same field. That, that that was literally my first thought was they got after. Now they rushed. They the Chiefs rush differently than the Eagles do. But so you're, what you're saying though, you think you think the Eagles may have thought this sucker. I think they overthought. They overthought. This. I think this they should have just said, "Let's go get him. Let's go. Let's go blitz the hell Correct. out of him." And if he beats us with his arm, Correct. he probably would have beaten us with his arm anyways. Correct. Yeah. And I think they just overthought. Like, they're bringing in Fangio. Like, I, that is something that I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Bringing in a guy for two weeks to, like, essentially consult your defense. It says here, more specifically, he assisted the offensive staff in their self-scouting process and supplied knowledge of the Chiefs defense that he faced twice a year while he was the head coach. That's So they're saying it's he was actually helping on the other side of the ball in this story. Well, I've never seen. From Schefter. I, that that thing needed to be hashed out more. That was unreal. Yeah. Because I've never seen two defenses. Like it's one thing to have a coverage bus, but Mark, the types of coverage bus that they were having last night on defense, it looked like I was watching college, mm-hmm. where you just see guys. Like it wasn't just the touchdown plays. Didn't I mean, it was you, like Kelsey was open all day, every, every time, all day. Like there was somebody. It, I don't feel like Mahomes. Like it felt like he was just kind of like there were he did, did he catching. complete a high dif- degree of difficulty throw the entire game? I think the hardest throw that he completed was the the over the shoulder to Kelsey the touchdown the first yeah. touchdown and that was Kelsey that, to be fair that was just Kelsey completely fooling whoever was, I forget who it was defending Kelsey, him there. Kelsey had leverage on him and Mahomes threw it over his head yeah that was a nice throw yeah nice but, pitch I mean, and catch but I mean that's not no I. I, the longest, the, the only throw he threw over twenty yards was incomplete. It was the he missed the back shoulder throw. So the Chiefs are, the Chiefs are now the favorite to win the Super Bowl again next year. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? I mean, do you feel like they are set up to truly have a dynasty here, or because like is it simply if they've got Mahomes, 
they should be they should be the favorite for the Super Bowl. Are we at that point right now? So this is the question that I have. I think this Reed is, is now saying very definitively he's coming back. These retirement rumors. He says he's young at heart. He may be old on the outside, but he's young at heart. That's what he said today. Did you see what he he called? He's with Pe- he's with Peter King last night. Mm-hmm. I guess for either Peter's podcast or whatnot. There's video leaking. Did you see what the touchdown plays were called? What corn dog? Nice. Because there's nothing better than a nice corn dog with some mustard slapped on it. Mm. And the best is like Peter King. But so like Patrick got in the huddle and said corn dog, and Reed was like yes, <laughs> and Peter King is just. Like, blown away. Blown away. Like, there's no way that that's what the play was called. And Andy Reid was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Mm-hmm. So, with, I think the simple answer is yes. If they have Mahomes, it doesn't, you can't have an incompetent coach. I think we can agree on that. But I do think with Andy Reid, it is the classic. I think Andy Reid was the original Kyle Shanahan. Like, I think with sh- that, that's kind of the thing I was thinking about last night. Would you bet on Kyle Shanahan winning a title with San Francisco? Because Who's their quarterback. Like, with uh, me, that's the thing. Like, yeah. in the end, I think Andy Reid, like, he got really damn close with those Eagles teams. Yeah. Year in, year out. Mm-hmm. But they never had an elite quarterback. He won a lot of games with Alex Smith, but he, when he had a chance to go get Mahomes, he got Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like so, I do. Well, and to, to their credit, I mean, it's not like Mahomes was the number one pick on a draft. No, he was, he was like number tw- ten. Was he ten? Yeah, but he was like the fourth or fifth quarterback taken. Well, no, it's just he was after Mitch Trubisky. Mm, that's right. Trubisky went two, when and I think he and who I think went one. One was Miles Garrett, I think that year. Okay, I think that's the Miles Garrett draft. I think he was the second quarterback taken. Really? Pretty sure at ten. I don't think someone was taken at eight. I think it was the 20, it's 2017 yeah, draft. Yeah, I'll say 2017 draft. He went, Trubisky went to. Was Miles Garrett one? Yes. And you're right. Yeah, Mahomes went 10, and he was the second quarterback taken. Right. And so. Sean Watson went two spots. 12, after, right? 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it was, a, it was a really good game. Like, all I really wanted out of the Super Bowl ultimately was the Eagles losing in a really good game. I got it. I got the Eagles losing, and I got a really good game. Yeah. Even though I couldn't hear some of it. You know, it's just watching it on mute and following along on Twitter. I do think, I think. Or it wasn't really mute. It was just like, yeah, I couldn't hear soft. the volume. Yeah. All right. All right. We will discuss a little bit more about the Super Bowl, maybe some commercials during hour number two. We'll do that probably during the list. When we come back, let's turn our attention to the Memphis Tigers. Mark was down at FedEx Forum, as was Jason Munns yesterday. He joins us next right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Jason Munns is, of course, the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. Jason, why are we listening to Dishwalla? Yeah, I was about to say, come on, Munns. Really? Guys. This song's guys. a classic. I don't have. I don't it, hate it's this. It's fine. Uh, it's catchy. Oh, I love this. Yeah. This was a Ron, Stephen, Karen classic, like in 95-ish, right? Is that about right? February 95. There we go. Mm. Yeah, that was big. Yes. If, you, if you get a little counting blue, or uh, whatever, counting blue cars, counting blue cars, counting, yeah. counting blue cars. Which I'm, I'm not sure if that's even in the lyrics. Uh, it's one of those songs where the title's not in the lyrics. Yeah, you'd think it would be so. tell your, tell me your thoughts on God. That's the, that's, that's the part the everyone remembers. Uh, okay. I think that's in. The, I think it's a parenthetical uh, thing. But, you know what you could tell uh, me though? It was originally titled 
uh, and tell they were me like your, it's too controversial. No, tell, yeah, tell me because 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 I'd really like to meet her is the lyric. Mm. Who was the right. ch- who was the chick around the same time that did the What if God was one of us? Isn't that Sinead O'Connor? John Osborne. No, oh, Jonah. Yeah, Jonah. Osborne. yeah, yes. Yeah, Jonah you could tell me like that. It was a little too controversial, and so they just said, "Well, just call it Counting Blue Cars." <laughs> <laughs> Change the name yeah. for the yeah. single. A couple couple weeks ago, uh, like I'm kind of on a on a nostalgic. Kick. A couple weeks ago was Beastie Boys from the mid '90s. Then last week, Mark didn't get to hear it, but it was "Faint" by Lincoln Park, and then mm, and then one. so I'm kind of in that in that. Uh, I feel I'm, like I'm, I feel like all of your tastes, and I don't. I say this because my tastes are very much the same way. It's all nostalgic at this point. No, Munz. We, we, Munz and I talked about this. Like, oh no, we we were discussing when is the last time you like actively sought new music? Like if I hear something new. And it's so like different gives, now. Like I'll look at you know, like because I have like Amazon Music, I'll just like put it on Amazon Music yeah, like, if I hear something. I remember heard, being in high school, the test th- it out, the thrill of like spending three hours on a night and just like trying to find new music. That yeah. doesn't happen every day. Yeah, yeah. Always oh, for me, it's every, yeah, every time I go on. Every time I go on the road, I hit up a different record store and I look for something new. And I try, I try to buy something I've never heard before every time I go. Mm. Every time I go out. So, but just here lately. I think this is all pandemic related. We all we this we're ushering in the era of nostalgia. Like mm. the reason why all these pump like pop punk bands are coming back is because we're in our thirties and during the pandemic we just listened to the same things we listened to in high school again. <laughs> well, well speak for yourself for you're in your thirties, but go ahead. Yeah. Well here's the question, Muns. Will you be going to a record store in some sort of city for the NCAA tournament this year? What do you think after we're now it's February thirteenth. If you had to make a prediction today, do you think, and obviously this is unscientific, we'll see what happens. They play, Memphis plays UCF on Thursday, then the big game at Houston over the weekend, a couple more games after that, and then the big game against Houston to close the regular season, followed by the AAC tournament. If you had to predict today, obviously they're in the field barely by most accounts, by most bracketologists. Do you think this team gets it done ultimately? Are we are we going on the road for the NCAA tournament? So... I'm, the answer is yes, and and the reason why I say that is just because I don't believe this team has another bad loss left in it, and mm. I think that would and I think that would be the only thing that would keep it out of the NCAA tournament is another bad loss. I I mean I, I just call me crazy, but I, I believe it when Penny Hardaway says that this team is playing desperate now. And I believe it when he, when he, you know, paints this picture of the team and not only him, but DeAndre Williams and some of the other ones, they paint this picture of their, you know, they, they understand their backs are against the wall, you know, and, and these sorts of things. And, and I just, I, I don't, I do not feel like, especially with, Possibly, potentially, probably some reinforcements, uh, or at least a reinforcement uh, showing up, or, or you know, returning. Um, I, I don't think that. Uh, I, I just think they're in a really good spot right now, and they're about to get some help back. And um, I, I don't think this team is is going to. Lose. I mean, their only road games outside of Houston are SMU and Wichita State. And, like, you know, no disrespect to those teams, but, like, you know, Memphis is just on a different level right now. And um, and I just don't – I think they've – I think they've uh, 
you know, they, they, I think they know they're out of mulligans and, um, and they're going to get it done. All right. So let's power rank them. Y'all ready? Okay. All right. The 16th, the, 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 this would be day one, the Thursday, uh, arenas. Oh, oh, we're ranking. Oh yeah. We're ranking NCAA tournament sites. I've already done this in my head. All right. So I'm sure we did it together, Mark. Yeah. All right. Amway center, Orlando. Well, we got you. Got to list them all. all So here's here's, this would be the Thursday, the Thursday Saturday venues, the Amway Center in Orlando, Mm -hmm. Legacy Arena in Birmingham. Okay. (laughs) Ah, you see, you're going, (laughs) and I'm going three hour drive, baby. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you and me are on the. I I hate that arena. I hate the arena. Didn't they renovate it recently? uh, Kind of so. It's so cavernous. Yes, it's so dark. Ugh. It's got like that yes, like stucco I've, exterior, gross. Ugh. I've covered multiple conferences there, and it's it, let's let's not. Yeah, uh, Wells Fargo Arena uh, in Des Moines, actually, uh, not a bad spot. Des Moines, no, the arena. I don't know about. <laughs> okay. I've, See, I don't think about the arena. I think about the the well, city. Mistake on your part. Okay. All right. And then the Golden One Center in Sacramento, the, the so, brand new uh, Sacramento Arena. So me personally, I, I don't know. What do you view? Would you rather a Thursday, Saturday, or a Friday, Sunday? Because, like, for instance, last year, playing in Portland Thursday, Saturday, I'll just be honest, it was really difficult to get there. You know, like, like <laughs> and oh, so, like, see, I always, covering tournament, I always, Thursday, Saturday was always better. Because then you're traveling on Sunday. You miss all the games on Sunday. Yeah, but it's a lot easier to travel on Sunday than Monday. Because every business guy on the planet is yeah, traveling on Monday. Yeah, but I don't. I I care more about like I missed all of Sunday's games traveling back. You're also not as veteran at watching from like I, I had no more tricks of the trade to watch games than you do. Okay, fair enough. Sacramento would be at the bottom of my list, certainly of those four, and maybe of all of them. Because and and maybe it's different for other people who aren't going to go to the game. But like going, having to go and cover a game in Sacramento. Is a pain in the butt. Well, like, there's no good there. way to get there. No, you're having to take multiple flights, and there's not a lot of options. And then it's not great. I don't think it's great for Memphis having to fly across multiple time zones on short notice to go play a game either. Especially like last year, it worked yeah, but out. But went to Portland to play Boise, and that was like a yeah, I know, and and play Gonzaga, and like ultimately that arena when you played Gonzaga in Portland, that arena was like. Ninety percent Gonzaga fans. Well, don't lose to Georgia and Ole Miss. Yeah, and you would have avoided that. But uh, so, out of those four, I would put Birmingham one. I would put, oh, I would put Orlando such two, day. such a bad day. Des Moines three, Sacramento. The four. The other thing is, two of these are NBA arenas. So from a coverage standpoint, I've heard the Sacramento arena is very nice. Not only that, but like the amenities of how to cover it. Those are going to have better stuff. Yeah, I hate Orlando a lot, though. I've been there a lot. It's my least favorite Florida city. Hot take. Orlando's at the bottom for me. It would be the third time that I've gone there since (laughs) since the end of November. Have y'all been to Jacksonville? Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville's nicer than Orlando. It's on the water, at least. Uh, Orlando's not even on the water. There's a lake. It's close enough. (laughs) Um, I say that with all due respect to the fine military folks of Jacksonville. So you've got Orlando last, what, Des Mo- Sacramento third or Des Moines third? Nope, I'm going Birmingham oh. third. I'm going Birmingham third just because, again, I've been there too much. Uh, Is Des Moines a drivable like city? I don't think so. It's probably, what, eight, so it's probably like 8 to 10, right? It might be longer than that. I mean, yeah. well, how far is it from well, Chicago? The- Pretty. F- it's like a good five. Isn't it like a good five-hour drive from Chicago? What, 
months. I'm How far it is now. it to get to the top of Missouri? Good I'm looking Lord, it up I have now. no idea. I'm looking it up now. From... I have no idea. Well, Sacramento is my one. Or no, no, I'm oh. sorry. Des Moines is my one. Sacramento is my two. I've never been to California, so it's I'm a nine-hour, twenty-minute drive. Okay, so I was pretty. I was pretty close. It's actually. I, it's actually Des Moines is like kind of basically north of Memphis. It's not much further we could do west. That. We could do that, you and me, Mark. We could drive that. <sighs> yeah, I guess. That is going to be the test of, because you know to fly it, you're going to have to fly to O'Hare and then get another puddle jumper from O'Hare. To Des Moines. Yeah. All right. Here are the the Friday Sundays. Okay. MVP Arena in beautiful Albany, New York. Pass. (laughs) Albany in in March. Uh, For those that are curious, MVP Arena was originally known as the Knickerbocker Arena, uh, the Pepsi Arena, and then the Times Union Center. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built in 1987, opened in 1990. It does not appear that there's been an extensive renovation since. I remember Virginia played St. Bonaventure there once when I was covering Virginia Tech. Excuse me, Virginia Tech. I remember Seth Greenberg, like no one went, and Seth Greenberg like asked the reporters why no one went. And I was like, you were playing St. Bonaventure in Albany. Why would anyone go to that game? Why did you schedule yeah, it should be the better question. But, put Albany below Orlando for me. What's what's Albany? What are, what are the other ones? It's like Albany, Columbus, Ohio, Greensboro, North Carolina. Shout out! Shout out to the the Nature Boy. And what what's the fourth one that day? Ooh. Oh, Denver Ball Denver. Arena in Denver. So Denver, keep in mind direct flight. Yeah, Denver's at the you gotta, top. Of the you got to go United. Denver but it's, is easily one. Uh, nationwide Arena is the Blue Jackets Arena in Columbus. It's not a bad arena. I've been there. It's, it's a nice arena. It's the downtown one. It's unfortunate. Like, I'm not a huge Columbus guy, obviously, as a Michigan fan. But I've never been there in a non-Michigan capacity, if that makes sense. I guess my dad lived there. Like That was like one of his second or third jobs. It's fine. Columbus is fine. And then Greensboro Coliseum. I mean, for- Greensboro has a special place in my heart because of the ACC tournament. I covered it for many years in a row. Not I, bad. It's big. It's yeah. not modern. No, it's not like a great place to go out. Correct. And stuff. Well, no, no, I'm not even talking about uh, Winston. No, you stay in Winston-Salem. Downtown Winston, that's where it's at, baby. Mm. Um, the Dash, if you will. But Greensboro Coliseum is just like one of those old school, like double decker, twenty two thousand seaters. But Muns, you do have like all of the history of like the North Carolina wrestling, like that. It's oh. it, there's so much history there. It's yeah. small. the I, back, I, the bat, the you know what the problem is there. You know what? It's good and bad. the The locker room situation there is like bread for conflict. Yes. Like the lot there's not a lot tight, of locker tight quarters it's, yeah. and you're all everyone's interacting with each other. It's like bread for I will for say conflict. this. Plenty of great parking. Yeah, it's big big, big parking. It's lot. a big spot cuz yeah. it's like their old fairground yeah. spot, yeah. Yeah. That's Thursday Saturday? That would be That's Thursday, Friday. That's Sunday. Friday Saturday. Oh, Friday, Friday Sunday. Sunday, sorry, Friday Sunday. Mark, I bet we could find some sort of like super 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 low budget uh uh, uh, show wrestling show that we could go to on on um, on Saturday night. Uh, I'm not going to go to a wrestling show when I can watch the tournament. There's yeah. no freaking way. No, no you're, you'll be there. You'll be there. I'll, you can go to. I'll, you can we'll also go to Ziggy's and Winston. So that, you're not only predicting they make it, Muns, with that statement. You're predicting they win a game. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, let's I talk about the extra because we are getting ahead of ourselves. Very clearly, they got some work to do still. Yeah. Um, so Denver's the clear number one of all. That's y'all's all number one seed. No, Birmingham is my number one seed. No, good lord! It's I. I am about the 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 length of the flight. I have small children at home. The flight to Denver is the same length of time 
as the drive. Yeah, but I can just turn around and go, like if they lose, I can just go home. Well, there's a United flight every day. Yeah, but like I'm on a newspaper budget. You can't just like just go and switch book a the flight. ticket. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it's a hassle. You'll just tell them we save money on getting a hotel room. Oh. I'm going for convenience. I'm going for Birmingham. I'm at a different point Ugh. in my life, Jeffrey. Ugh. Okay. So I know I've Denver. Denver's got legal already. weed. I know, I, like all that even, stuff. Well, you know me well enough to know I do not care about that at no. all. Never <laughs> been a weed guy. Why would I be a weed guy when red wine exists? Like I'm not a weed. Denver guy. is my number like, two, though. That would Denver, be my number two. Denver's a cool city. No, it is. It's a great city. Um, yeah, but yeah. you mentioned Muns that you don't think this team's going to. You know, slip up again. They might lose to Houston. You're in your mind. They might lose to Houston twice, but you don't they think might. they're going to slip up against whether it's UCF on Thursday or on the road against Wichita State and SMU. Um, am I missing any other games they have between now and then? Got other Cincinnati than Cincinnati at home. Oh, Cincinnati at home. Um, but I think the 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 thing that gives me reason for. 